0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Escapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by Glasgow-based photographer Stephen Lawson. Good evening, Stephen.
1: Good evening, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining me this evening. Pleasure to have you. And we're obviously here to talk about uh, your latest other world, but also your your other zines. I know you've published quite a few of them, so it'll be great to hear just about your experiences of of, of publishing many, many many bodies of work. But before we get into talking about that, it would be great if you could just give everyone a brief introduction to your photographic background and journey.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I'm a self-taught photographer. Um, by profession, I'm a journalist, a newspaper journalist. I've taken photographs most of my life, but um, about ten years ago, I started to spend more time on it and more care um, to try to get better at it. Hello, cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sort of over the last ten years, like I said, I've tried to focus more on on sort of being more creative, trying different styles, kind of thing. Um, entirely self-taught. Um, what I, what I know, I've I've learned through either experience or watching YouTube videos and cool. listening to photographers. That kind of. Thing.
0: Yep. Excellent stuff. And obviously, that's taken on to you um, now. Publishing several zines. The latest one is Other World. That's right. Um, so so where 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 did the idea for Other World come from, and how did the project begin? Well. Other world is uh,
1: it sort of grew out of. Um, I, I started to experiment o- about a year or so ago with, with um, intentional camera movement, ICM, as oh. it's known. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure how that came about, but I, I do a lot of um, nature photography, and landscape photography. Yeah, and I began experimenting with ICM um, in the woodlands and on the uh, the coastline. Um, uh, the Ayrshire coastline mainly, um, where I shot quite a few seascapes in storms and that kind of thing. Um, and the more I experimented with that, the more I, I liked the idea of sort of breaking out of the normal genres of, of landscape photography or whatever, yeah. street photography or whatever. whatever. Um, I've always loved art, but I have no qualifications um, in in art or photography, in fact, um, and I can't draw or paint to save my life. <laughs> what I've discovered is that through experimenting with a camera, you can create fairly artistic images, um, and that's where um, Otherworld came from. The, the whole idea of Otherworld is basically based on my dreams. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which are always which are always kind of vague and cloudy and everything's always just slightly out of range or out of focus. Yeah. And anyone who's got other world will know that um, pretty much all of the images in it are completely blurry. Yeah. Um, and I discovered that, um, through, as I said, through experimenting with ICM techniques, that I could defocus basically the lens i used a a zoom a long zoom lens on all of the images for the world completely defocused with a wide open aperture and it allowed me to create these really abstract images um and the the more i experimented with it the more i liked it um it was it was kind of fulfilling a a, a creative need for me that i I say I, i can't paint at all um, although I will, I will eventually give it a, a proper go. Yeah. Um, but that, that that basically was was where Otherworld came from. It was a case of experimentation, trying to be creative, do something different. I, I'm I'm a fairly curious kind of person. Um, I like to try different things. I like to experiment all the time, and, uh, and that really was where where Otherworld came from.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's hearing you, it's here and you talk about it. When you talk about your uh, how it came about, from I suppose connected to your dreams, and as you say, yeah, the dreams are just out of reach. And there's a lovely, the, the lovely softness to to the images, but there, there's just the there's the outlines of some shapes and structures which just mm-hmm. allow which allow me, as someone who has no idea what you're being, what you're photographing, or what your what your dreams are, just to imagine for myself what what these shapes, what these objects structures might be just through the, just through the dark tones and, and some of, and some of the, the color ranges as well. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I don't, I don't really think about the subject matter because it's, 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 it's the form that's, that's really very appealing and, and well, very, very soothing as well.
1: Good. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Just to, to give away a, a couple of secrets. There are quite a few images in that that are shot in the, Burrell in Glasgow in Pollock Park.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Oh. Um, where, where, if you know the Burrell Gallery, it's um, it's recently reopened after a six-year-long renovation. Yes. And there's an awful lot of beautiful light in there, um, and lots of little nooks and crannies where the light doesn't quite reach. And I, I spent quite a bit of time scoping out various parts of the building um working out where the light worked the best and and some of the the hazy figures that you see in the book are people who are visiting the burrell or I'm, burrell I, i'm forgive my pronunciation
0: i I, do, I don't know which way it is either either burrell or <laughs> burrell but yes now, now now you now you just give away that one wee hint i can see which which of the images might well reflect mm-hmm. some of the buildings with just the light and also the the the, the outline shapes of uh, potentially people who are in who are in the, the the collection and in the gallery space as well so it's it's really interesting just like a couple of key words or a slight inclination of of what it might be can open up the world and open up your my view and perspective of of what these images actually take the shape and take the and take the form of um but it's great as well it's and i i, I like your i like the, the the poem and the words that you use as well because I, I know thank you you certainly talk about in on, on your site and in your work that that's quite an important part so how did the did the poetry follow after the images or or it, did you how did you have that in your mind when you were when you were creating the work it uh, the
1: the poem came after the photographs um yeah, I, I've done seven zines so far, and I think three or four of them have all had a poem. Um, yes. And it's pretty much been the case that with all of them that the I've taken the images and then I've I've tried to write something that that sort of sat well with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've written poetry since I was a teenager. Most of it really awful, um, <laughs> typical, typical sort of teenage angst type stuff. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a poet, but I, I I liked the combination of the words and the photographs. Yeah. I that you know, hope that they, they knit together.
0: Yeah, I I I I like the combination of words and photographs. I've, I've said that many times, and I, I like just I like the text. I like the fact that it it kind of sets a scene, creates a bit of context for it to then work into the images and but then equally so I, I i like your project notes at the end and i think it's it's nice you you can appreciate the, the you can appreciate the poem followed by the images and and then you get a bit of a bit of the detail that you that you provide at the end of the zine as well so i think it's been i think it's beautifully put together i like the gray i like the gray the gray border around it. i think it really works and suits the images Is not something particularly see very often um, and and overall it's, it's a lovely a lovely project and a lovely body of work and heck, when when it came to curating the images did you did you have to narrow the field down from quite a a, a large d- number or i or did how-
1: i did i had i i had probably oh well well over a sort of 150 images oh, um, right yeah um because it's so, it was such an experimental project. Yeah, you know, it took me a while to to decide. Some degree of blur that is involved in a lot of them, um, and to work out um, how to place the light, how to place figures, and how to place the light in the images. Because it's, it's such an an abstract um, collection of images, so yes. I took took well over one hundred and fifty images. Um, what I did was I then I, I, I'm fairly brutal in in my editing process. I, okay. I quite quickly um, I I um, I what I tend to do is I order uh, prints, small prints.
0: Yeah,
1: I have just to, to, to my side here. I have a a magnetic board on my wall. Cool. I I use that to um, edit edit the the images and. Pin, literally pin the prints to to the board. Yeah, I can stand back and move around and leave them for a day or two and come back to them and you know reorganize that yep. kind of thing. Um, yep. I've only recently started doing it that way and it and it really helps. Um, so if anybody else is is considering doing the Z, and I would highly recommend doing that. I use a a free print service called literally called Free Prints, right, which is an app. Um, where you just pay for the postage and the, the prints are free. They're actually really high quality.
0: Oh, very good, excellent. You should have had a
1: uh, with your copy of the, the Zine. You should have had a, a print with it. Yes. Yep. Um,
0: but oh, yeah, it's it's a great way. And I I it, I I print out little contact images of of when I'm working on bodies of work, because it's, I find it far, far easier, far more productive to have it, have a series of work laid out for me and every time I am walking past or take a glance at it, you see things that maybe jump out at you that you you don't notice when they're on screen and you can only see so many images at a time. And um, it's, it's much easier, I think just to switch the order around and, and leave it for a day, come back and, and see how it feels, see how it feels the next day or, in my case, let my wife walk past and change the order as well. To That's exactly that, what that, I did as well. Yeah, that yeah prob- my, that my, probably my, works my daughter,
1: fine. my daughter as well. Sorry, my daughter is a fine art graduate, so all oh, right, cool. I had a little bit of input from her as well.
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's always so valuable to get a fresh pair of eyes. As you know, it's like we spend yeah. so much time working on the images that you begin to see kind of what you want to see, and and actually someone taking a fresh look at them who's not seen the work before. They, they, they begin to spot patterns what works well together what maybe jumps out and um, things might be jumping out for a specific reason that they're not aware of but uh, i think it always helps just to just to sharpen things up Definitely. And even, even even if it's just changing one image around or a couple of images around or taking one out putting something else in these things yeah. all, these things all make a difference
1: yeah yeah i couldn't agree more
0: and how how do you, how do you find sequencing? Because obviously you have you've produced and this is your seventh scene, so you you must be adapt. You must be getting a dab hand at it. How, how do you find the process? Do you enjoy do you enjoy the process? I do I do and how,
1: I do, yeah I do enjoy the process. I wouldn't say I was a dab hand at it. <laughs> I probably um, labour over it more than more than I should.
0: Yeah, I, I think everyone does.
1: I, but I think I think the more you do it, um, the better you get at it. As with most things. Um, in, in the early days I probably w- with the first few zines, I probably didn't pay as much attention to sequencing as I do now yeah um, mind you my first fusions were uh, were film based um so I was I was scanning I was sort of um, developing the film myself and scanning the negatives and I did it um, all within the, within the laptop right yeah you know that was that, that was a bit of a challenge yeah. I pref- Working this way now this is obviously was a digital project
0: yes well that, that's and i think from every project that you do you 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 learn things from every project some ways to improve it some ways you'd maybe change the next time and and you take that forward from one from one zine to the next or a book to book or whatever it is you're working on as you say, the more the more you do it the the more experienced and the more comfortable with the process you get
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely
0: and uh, and in terms of in terms of publishing them, is it uh, do you use one of the online providers to? to print I do. Them? And how how do you find that process?
1: The 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 first thing I I, um, I produced was printed for me by um, a Glasgow print shop. Okay. Um, I just popped in one day. I was I was driving up through um, uh, Govan, and saw saw the print shop on my way to work one day. Yeah. And in and they did that for me. But every other one that I've done since that one um, has been with uh, Mixon. Yes. The, the online print house. Um, they have a, a really good uh, web presence where you, you, you upload all your images as a, well, you, you, you upload the, the zine as a PDF. Yeah. And that populates their um, their web software. Um, I've always found them to be really good value the customer service is really good they're really helpful if you've got any queries Yeah. and fully intend to keep using them um, yep. I'm in the middle of a, another long term project at the moment which I will um, eventually go to them with.
0: Very good yeah they, they offer a good facility a good selection of paper choices and I think yeah. it's something that I, I, as you do more and more of them you become you become more comfortable and more familiar with, with mm-hmm. the process as well and you, you probably i think anyone would just naturally get better and better results from it because as you as you do more you begin to appreciate just how small minor changes and tweaks adjust just the, are just the final output but do i for you are, are zines and, and publishing your work a big part of your ph- photographic experiences because obviously you've produced a number of projects which have all come in uh, in, in in book form
1: yeah yeah it is i i I do like a project. Yeah. Um, over the years, my my kind of my photography has changed, and I used to do an awful lot of street photography.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But then um, I kind of started working more in projects. Um, I just prefer to work that way. I, I feel I'm more focused. Um, I like I like the, the whole process of coming up with an idea executing the idea yeah and and you know the, the zine being a, a nice physical uh product at the end of it um yep. i've, I've I, the last few years i've i've started to print an awful lot more of my photographs the the walls behind me are all the walls in this room are covered in in them they're, they're all around the house Thankfully yep. my wife's uh very understanding. <laughs> <laughs> the house is completely full of them yes um so that you know, alongside the, uh, the the prints that hang on the wall, it's nice to have the physical, um, the physical zine at the end of it. You know, the the, the physical sort of aspect yeah. of the uh, of the, the whole project.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it allows it allows you as the photographer to present the work in the in the order, the form, and the structure that you want it to be seen. I compared to on a website where you've maybe got less control over it and. Um, and uh, yeah I think it's beautiful I think it's a great way to be able to share your work with other people and, and even just to have a, a, a record of your of, of the work for yourself that you can you can sit down and, and kind of enjoy mm-hmm. flicking through without having to load up the computer and finding it on the hard drive and Lightroom or whatever app whatever software you're using and then just scroll through them online it's, it's not quite the same as just picking up a hard copy That's of, right. of, of your work and, and enjoying it that way
1: it's lovely as well when somebody else um, spends their hard-earned money on it, you know, I do appreciate that immensely. Absolutely, yeah. The money's tight for everybody these days. But yeah. when um, you get nice feedback on something that you've you've produced, it makes the, all the effort and the time spent on it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, absolutely.
1: I, I, I've always been of the mind. I take photographs um, initially for my own pleasure. Um, and if i if I enjoy a photograph or or a project or a zine um and I, I feel fulfilled by it i feel i've I've achieved what I wanted to then I'm happy if somebody else then buys it and likes it that that's the gravy for me yeah I absolutely love that it's it's a wonderful feeling um if nobody buys it, you know that's fine like other world didn't sell as well as um two or three of my other zines. But I didn't really expect it to. Yeah. Because of the the abstract nature of it. It is it is a bit left field, it is a bit out there. Um and I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, there there have been one or two people who've who've contacted me and said how much they loved it. Um and that's really, really nice to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's incredibly encouraging and satisfying to get to get nice feedback it, from people who enjoy your work.
1: It, it is, but I think one of the problems these days with social media is that people—it's very, very easy to fall into the trap of chasing likes. Yeah, and um, and it's not very healthy. No, I
0: agree.
1: You, know, you, you go out, you, you you take a photograph, and and you're excited about it, and you love it, and it's exactly what you wanted, and you've worked hard for it. And, you just captured the moment perfectly, and you post it on social media, and it might get a handful of likes. And then you see another photograph that you regard as being inferior, have several thousand likes, and you know it can be it can be very dispiriting that kind of thing. I I, I don't. think It's a healthy approach to photography, because um, photography to me is an art anyway, and, and art is incredibly subjective. Yeah. um and and doing it for likes is not the right way in my opinion you should well, do it because you love you should do it because you love it and because it gives you pleasure uh, you know because it gives you the creativity of it gives you pleasure
0: yeah absolutely first and foremost i, I couldn't be more with you it's for me photography is uh, is a is a different escapism from the day job and yeah uh, I, I I enjoy it and if I go out and come back with some pictures then great. If I don't then to be honest i probably had a lovely time out enjoy enjoying the outsides as well and um what work you do I, I do it first and foremost for myself and I think that's the the healthiest and best attitude to have and yeah the the, yeah, the, the chase for likes and feedback and um, it's, it's, it's always lovely when when people are complimentary about your work um, yeah but I think I think as with everything there's probably some people who just get too hung up about about the the public affection and response and for me it's you do you do the work for yourself and you, you publish something because you believe in it and, you, and you're proud of what it is you've done and if other people if other people enjoy it and like it then all, all the better but uh, yeah. you have to do it for yourself first
1: uh, absolutely totally agree
0: and do you are uh, obviously working on another long term project as well do you see this becoming a future zine publication for you yes
1: it it, it will be um, almost certainly um I, i'm hoping to go a little bit further with this next project it's it's a it's a project based on um, a local woodland area cool. um, which is has been developed by the uh, the local authority with uh, one of these sort of um woodland footpaths through it and a couple of little exercise areas and things like that. But right. it's a, it, it's a oasis in the middle of suburbia. Um, and there's all sorts there. There's all sorts of birds and insect life and plants and trees and all sorts of things. It's an area I visited daily with, with uh, we've got a little border terrier and I used to walk, I, I walk her through there all the time. And about, um, six months ago, I began photographing it. um, it's a year long project split into quarters so yes. it's not a calendar year it began in december and it will finish in november okay. but it's been into sort of a winter spring summer autumn Yep, um, and it's to the idea is to reflect the the changes in in the area um what i hope to do and and i've still to to try and um, get this this arranged i hope the local authority will allow me to hold a uh, small exhibition of maybe 12 images, three from each, each course yes. in, uh, cause we have a library close to where I stay here. And there's one down in, in Barhead where the council is based. Okay. Quite a modern place called the foundry. I'm hoping that will allow me to uh, put on a little exhibition there.
0: That'd be good.
1: I'm producing the book uh, in conjunction with that. Um I should, while I'm talking about this, um, uh, give my thanks to uh, Richard Fox, who's a, um, an award-winning photographer, landscape photographer, who uh, has been helping me out uh, recently with uh, some drone footage for the oh, project.
0: Excellent. Um,
1: so I'm quite excited about that project. Um, I'm hoping that the local people will get behind it and support it. And, uh, and, and as I say, I'll produce a book to go along with the exhibition. Yeah, particularly the the idea is is for people to stop and, and slow down and look more closely at what's around them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think by doing by doing that of, of a local area, it, pe- people will have an immediate connection to it, and and it should it should hopefully make them stop and view their own immediate neighbourhood in a different way for help through through your eyes to begin with, but then actually going out and, and yeah. experiencing it for themselves
1: that's the idea yeah so that's that's the the long long-term project that i'm, I'm working on um now that Otherworld world is is out in the wild yeah. i'm not quite sure what else to uh to focus on i maybe yeah. back to um my first love really is black and white photography yes um, yeah yeah or so maybe i'll maybe start exploring that again somehow
0: yeah Yeah, I saw on your website you've you've got quite a lot of yeah beautiful black and white images. So thank you. um, I think I think there's it's it's it always works well. Some beautiful subjects as well. So yeah, it's it's always great to have just a couple of projects bubbling away in the background that you can you can maybe just dip in and out of um, as as conditions or as subject matters feel right. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think I'm going to try and get back into street photography as well. I've started really. enjoy the work of people like uh, Joshua K Jackson yep um Polly Polly uh, Rosin I think her surname is okay yep um who's on on Twitter um, I love uh, street photography where with sort of bold color in it yeah I'll come back to that subject in a, in a short while when we discuss uh, books okay um so that that's a, that's another thing that uh, I think I'll be exploring.
0: Yeah,
1: we're yes. due to go due to go to Seville later in the year for a holiday, um, and I'm looking forward to um, maybe doing some street photography there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's always nice just to take a wee break from from things, and then you come back to something that you've you've previously. Uh, ex- previously worked on but just with a, a, a fresh a fresh perspective and a, a bit of uh, mm-hmm. motivation again I think sometimes yeah. if you're doing the same thing over and over again you, you can maybe begin to just tire a little bit from it and, and it's always nice to come back to something fresh that you can you can get stuck into. That's right. But yeah, so, so talk, talking of photo books, I, I don't know if you're a big collector yourself. As you can see from the shelf behind me, I've got one or two books ticking around. Um, <laughs> but I'm always interested to hear what uh, what guests in the podcast enjoy from, from their own perspective. So it would be great if you could maybe share three, four, or five of your favourite photo books from, Absolutely, photo yeah. from from other photographers.
1: I, I don't have a, a collection to match yours Yeah, <laughs> I do have a large scene collection. Um, but- Excellent sort of splayed out around me here, which you won't be able to see. No. Nope. Um, I've got a small but fairly distinguished photo book collection. Um, I'll start, if I may. While the collection is small, this book isn't. Um, this is probably the one of the greatest books in my collection, Ooh. which is Sebastiao Salgado, Genesis, yeah an extraordinary body of work Um this this book is massive <laughs> um I'm not sure how I, how I uh, how I came across Salgado's work but um I'm so glad I did it, it's an extraordinary collection let me let me tell you about it Salgado uh, was raised in Brazil um on a a Brazilian cattle farm um he spent Eight years, I believe, um, taking the photographs for this uh, this particular book, Genesis. Um, basically, traveling around the world, he made something like thirty-two or thirty-four trips specifically uh, to shoot for this book over an eight-year period. Yeah. And um, the work itself is is breathtakingly beautiful. It's entirely black and white. Um, let me find. I mean, there's, there's every every type of image imaginable. Yeah, you can see that. Um, lots of uh, landscape, lots of anthrop- uh, sort of anthropology type stuff in it. Um, and I think, aside from the artistry of it, the the skill, the the appreciation of of nature and and all the rest of it. The thing that thrills me most about it is just the sheer commitment yeah. it takes to produce something like that. It's extraordinary. Eight years. Eight years he worked on
0: that. I know. Yeah, it's quite. It's quite incredible. There's
1: over five hundred
0: pages there,
1: and every page is what the kids nowadays call a banger.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's just a remarkable body of work. And that's only one of three. I have another one of his sat right next to me here called Exodus. Right, which is um, basically about um, migration of people's refugees around around the world, which is equally extraordinary. Yeah, um, he's he's in my view he's probably one of the greatest modern photographers. Uh, yeah. So that's Mr. Salgado. He, Brilliant. He returned to, uh, to Brazil, to his family's farm, and he and his wife have, um, the, 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 there was a lot of uh, land clearance going on um, to make room for cattle farming. Him and his wife returned to the farm and um, planted millions of trees to, uh, to revive the, uh, the, the, the jungle, the rainforest, basically
0: right yeah this,
1: this is a, this is a man you know he, he's he, if if you look up the word commitment in in the dictionary yeah. uh, salgado uh, absolutely brilliant fantastic in it's complete a... contrast um i love the i'm not sure if they're called the, col- the colorists or not but the a group of american photographers around the 50s and 60s um including the likes of uh, Saul Leiter and Fred Herzog and in this book in, uh, is by another of those um, a guy called Ernst Haas an Austrian yep. and it's New York in colour 1952 1962 um, Ernst Haas uh, say he was, he was born in Vienna uh, but moved to Um, The United States in, I think, 1951 and made his name shooting uh, Kodachrome. Um, And anyone interested in in photography will probably know Kodachrome's face for beautiful saturated reds and blues and greens. Um, So that kind of thing. Um, New York's my favourite city. Yep, In many many times. Um, never shot anything remotely as good as uh, Ernst Haas, <laughs> uh, but I'll keep trying. They're just the the reds are just so rich. They're just gorgeous. Look at those reds. Yep, beautiful. Um, he was um, a member of the uh, the Magnum agency, and I I think. What he he did, and what Saul Leiter and Hertzog, uh, between them did, was elevate street photography to um, to an art, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. With they're that. not
1: they're not um, street photography images um, like you see so often these days. People walking down the street, just walking down the street, or. Um, Crowds of people, or whatever. There's, there's, there's an, there's an artistry to this uh, house's work that I absolutely adore.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great body of work. Like you, I love New York as well. Fantastic city.
1: Oh yeah. Um, like I said I've got quite a large zine collection. Um, so I've chosen, I've chosen two. Um, right from um, about three or four years ago I think the other one is from from last year I'll I'll deal with the one from last year which is by um it's called City by the Sea it's a collection of street photography by Anil Mistry a professional photographer and uh, creative director and it's street scenes from uh Brighton um the reason I love this one so much is I mean Brighton's a fairly quirky kind of place. And uh Animal Mystery has has, has captured it beautifully in this, this zine. Um some examples there. Yeah. Um, and what he what he's done is some of this stuff is, is very abstract. <laughs> A seagull with a box of matches. <laughs> um, but it, it, he's done, he's, he's got a fantastic eye. Um, every Everybody who's interested in photography will know Cartier-Bresson's uh, decisive moment theory or, or idea. And this this is a zine that captures the decisive moment so well. um there's another one yeah lovely I, I don't know if you can see these at all but so it's, it's a fabulous collection
0: yeah nice nicely put together
1: yeah it's 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 quirky um it's slightly irreverent in places um, yeah I love that collection. Just little offbeat things like, you know, we go with the pearl earring peering out of a box.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's one of my zine collection.
0: Great, yeah. Um,
1: I feel quite bad just choosing a couple out of, I've probably got about 30 or 40 zines here. Um, the final one is by Brian David Stevens. This is from uh, 2019 and it's called Doggerland. Yeah. Um, now, this is quite... Um, it's quite abstract zine. Pretty um, much so. Have you got it?
0: I do indeed, yeah. Great zine. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how
1: to describe it, to be honest, but the the, imageries, the images in it are... Um, they're both sort of powerful and... and poignant and um, kind of leave you with lots of questions yeah Um, I I love the abstract nature of this Uh, it's it's quite a dark scene as well the photography in it is quite quite dark but I like that
0: yeah Uh, it it works well
1: yeah, it's a sort of thing you, you you need to spend time looking at it and thinking about it to try and work out what's going on, what he's what he's trying to do, what he's trying to get at. Yeah, uh, it's a terrific piece of work.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great zine. I think that the sub the, the the darkness of the imagery works well with the, the subject matter of it as well. So I, I think yeah. yeah, it's been it's very well put together. Really nice stuff.
1: Yeah, it is superb. Um, so- and that's really
0: that's what I had for you. Yeah, bro, that's a, that's a fantastic, a fantastic selection, and it's it's great to it's great to hear your love of zines as well as as a a, a love of books, and just to see it, it also just lets you see the variety of 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 work and bodies of work that people choose and how they maybe relate and connect to their own work that they, they do themselves. So, uh, thank you yeah. for sharing. I've I've certainly heard of a couple of couple of those books, uh, certainly. Uh, Sebastian's book has been mentioned uh, quite a, quite a number of times. Oh, um, I'm not surprised. One, yeah, one for one for incredible body of work, two for the sheer physical size of said book as well. <laughs> um, so it's really a book I probably need to need to look up and get a copy of because yeah, it seems to be becoming a frequent a frequent mention on on the podcast. But it,
1: it, it is an extraordinary piece of work. Yeah, as I say, just the the, the commitment involved in producing something of such high quality. Over such a long period of time,
0: yeah, and of
1: such consistency is—I uh, yeah. love it completely.
0: Uh, absolutely, to be to be producing work at that that standard, that level, as you say, consistently for eight years is is mm. is quite incredible, and the dedication to to the body and the project as well.
1: Yeah.
0: On that note, Stephen, it just leads me to thank you for your time this evening. It's it's really been a, a pleasure and a privilege to be able to chat to you about your work thank you um, Your late your other world but also your your ongoing work with zines and, and how much they form as part of, as part of your output as a photographer and also for your for your four contributions to the ever-growing list of photo books uh, for the for the for the bookshelf so um on that note thank you very much for your time even this evening, You're very so welcome a pleasure thank you cheers thank you.